0: welcome to rigged for dirt the podcast recorded as the adventure happens and boy do we have an episode for you today
1: we are in moab utah Um, as a matter of fact we just finished uh schaefer trail i believe it's called off of potash road right um we just wound up the backside up the s's and uh we found this amazing overlook that uh, we took some uh, we took some photos and we will be doing a time lapse on our GoPro so you'll be able to see kind of what we're seeing out here. It is just amazing and beautiful and what 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 a trip!
0: Wow, I mean, it's it's hard to begin the episode from the end, but <laughs> but but I mean we almost have to because the view that we're seeing right now and you know like we like I said in the intro right we record this stuff while we're out here doing these things and man. This is literally the end of the trip before we hit the highway to go home. Yeah. And
1: I, speaking of that, I want you guys who are listening to just picture in your head a 12 hour <laughs> drive starting at 5 o'clock PM. Right all the way back to Orange County from oh, Utah. Oh, that's gonna
0: be a burner. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to bring the podcast 12. down. Oh no, that. we're not
1: bringing it down. We're just showing the hype.
0: <laughs> 12 hours and that's how we roll. This is what we do for you. That's we right. could have not done this, but we're going to do it. We could have saved ourselves the hour, hour and a half, two hours of uh, recording. Right. <laughs> but you know what? I'm really happy that we did because we're set up on this like ledge. Dude. And not even like not even five feet in front of us is at least a couple thousand feet drop. And you're gonna, you're gonna see this at you know in the in the photos and the time lapse and we have the s curves you know the switchbacks of Schaefer trail right in front of us and like this is precisely why you know we wanted to record the episode at the end because i didn't expect this Amazing and spectacular of a place but it ended up being that way so
1: well you were I mean actually you were kind of looking forward to the trail right you knew about it you just had never been on it
0: I knew about it this trail had been on my list of things to do for the longest time and I mean years 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 and I I had no idea we were doing this trail this morning and when I found out um, we we're originally starting on Potash Road, which is you know which connects to this trail. But I had no idea this was going to be the exit. Right. And when I found that out, Ali, you can attest, I was like it an was eight like, year old. Giddy.
1: I was giddy. I was like dude, chill out. This was it's like
0: bucket list. Like I've been wanting to do Schaefer Road for the longest time. No, it, it ended up being just
1: this epic, epic adventure. And we'll uh, get
0: into that. So so we'll leave it at that. Let's say that we're here. We're recording it now, yeah. and then we're gonna rewind and go back, 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 back in the way back. Flashback. Right. And we're going to start when we, uh, the morning, what was it, Tuesday morning?
1: Yeah, real yep. quick though, just because you brought it up, we're about over 5,200 feet. Oh, wow. Right now, it was like about 290 feet above sea level down there, and we're at 5,000. Is it really 200? Something. Yeah, we climbed quite a bit. Wow. Uh, which goes to show why uh, we kind of ended up in some of those little but, adventures that we were in
0: yeah anyways but so, yeah so let's start the way way back machine and we'll go back to <laughs> yep we'll go back to tuesday morning. i like your way way back machine sound by the way <laughs> good, good job <laughs> good job <laughs> <laughs> so tuesday morning right we did the same thing it was a burner we left orange county on monday drove all the way up recorded well, listened to the last episode yep you know this and so we'll pick up where we left off which is tuesday morning in a hotel uh about 30 minutes outside of moab proper uh, right. big special thanks to kc for setting that up Dude, right
1: kc is always like, looking out for supporting us,
0: supporting us always looking out yeah, always looking
1: out and what we we spent quite a bit of time with them too yeah but, uh, so
0: that's where we begin yeah. so we you know after getting in at like i don't know we went to bed at almost one in the morning do you wanna
1: do you wanna paint the picture of the hotel we stayed at nah. what, what happens we can blow past what that. happens when you uh book super late for two um, days that aren't even say, supposed to come.
0: Let's just say that all the good stuff is gone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> let's put it this way. If you guys ever want to come to Easter Jeep Safari, I would put the reservation in now as in like a year ahead um into town. Otherwise, you're driving an hour.
0: That's really town. that's really the issue of the thing mm-hmm. is that, you know, I think the between the time that it took us to get into town, which is about an hour yep. from this hotel, and, and the amount of gas that you burn yeah, driving an hour at each way. Yeah, how much gas
1: we uh, we actually spent getting to and from town. Exactly.
0: that safer. You know, you're going to spend that money anyway. Just get a hotel in town. Well, it's I'll tell you so what. much better.
1: Um, The hotel outside of town was about like, what, 50 miles? Yeah. 30, 50 miles, something yeah. like that. Once you get into town, from town to basically where you're heading out on trail, you're going to be going another 30 miles. So there's just a lot of driving. So you're better off being in town before you start, you know, offshooting into different parts right. of Right. Uh, and all of Moa. the
0: all of the trailheads are like within 2 or 3 miles of like the town area. Really so, close, yeah. Yeah, really so close. it's to your benefit to just, you know, pro tip number 1 right there, so, beginning of the podcast.
1: Yeah, we got in. We got in and uh we hooked up with our buddy Randy. Yep. over at a uh, KC and uh he told us about a couple of things that were happening. Uh we were we were trying to get to an icon event um oh yeah where we we're brad, yeah, yeah brad from trail Recon was doing a meet and greet and we got invited out because uh, i run icons um and so just so you guys know there's a lot of industry like stuff that happens here so you have a lot of companies that will invite their sponsored drivers uh rigs that they give parts to or pro deals to and they'll invite them out to these different types of runs or events or what have you so if you hear us talking about like a worn run or whatnot that's what's really going on right out here at Easter Jameson right. Park. You can also sign up through the Red Rock Crawlers uh, website where there's a, there's a membership fee of $50. And then there's a uh, trail fee. So you sign up for the trails you want. Then there's like X amount of dollars per trail. And then you get an itinerary. It, itiner, itinerary? Itinerary? That's the one. And <laughs> and then you, uh, you'll meet up with people. You'll see numbered signs around town. You meet up with them at a certain number, and everyone takes off together.
0: Right, and which is really cool. They actually have a really good system. You're driving around town, and you just see these giant numbers on the yep. side of the road. Yeah, and then, super clear. And then Jeeps just start lining up, like you know, 20, 10, 15, whatever, depending on whatever run it is right. and the difficulty. They just start lining up. And, and so, um, on their on their website, there's different levels. By the way, right.
1: So right. if you're a beginner with like a brand new Sahara, there's going to be a trail for you. If you're a hardcore crawler, I don't even need to tell you because you're already here. Right. Um, but
0: yeah, all levels. Right, exactly. So, I have to say, you know, this was never on my radar of things I would ever do. Right, Mr. and J. right, exactly. I'm just, I've just oh, never. Oh,
1: can we, can we talk about that real fast?
0: Go, go ahead. And I mean, on. there's
1: so much to talk about, so don't worry, guys. There's, this is going to be a pretty packed episode. So if we get off track here and there, is no issue. Um, but Frank, Frank started doing the Jeep wave. Oh, <laughs> he, he started. He straight up started doing Jeep waves. Like we'd pass Jeeps, and Frank would be
0: like waving, and not his I'm like,
1: dude, you're gonna, you're gonna convert.
0: <laughs> he's going to be like, he's going to buy
1: himself a Gladiator soon.
0: Well, that is tempting. I'm not going to lie. The Gladiator is pretty sick. Um, you know, and if I did, just again, un- yet another side truck. If I did, it would be the short cab. The short would, cab. Yeah, yeah, we saw one of those. That, yeah, was, be, that, that thing's pretty rad. We got some pictures. We'll be yeah. uploading pictures Oh, yeah. We took, so I'll put it this way. I took uh, just shy of 20 gigs of photographs.
1: I put you to work for one of the sponsors too. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So the Jeep Wave thing was funny because... Um, it it was almost it I wouldn't say it came totally natural, but you're riding in Kate and everyone's waving at you and at some point it's kind of a knee-jerk reaction to just wave back and He's being able. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't know, Jeep Wave, are you born with it or is that something you learn?
1: I don't know. I, I think you buy the Jeep and then it comes with uh,
0: the documents that they give you. That's true. At financing. <laughs> right. Right. They're like, I do solemnly swear to wave at other Jeeps as, I, <laughs> as they pass me on the road. <laughs> Cross
1: my heart, hope to die,
0: stick a needle in my eye. Right. Um, That's the official Jeep pledge, guys. Just FYI. <laughs>
1: stupid. Um, so, yeah, getting back on track, uh, we got in. We missed the Icon event, which was funny because yeah. as we're driving, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're, we'll get in at like 238. And then... We hit a point, and that point was probably state line, where right, right. suddenly it's three forty, and I'm like, "How the hell did we just lose an hour? How did how did our entire plans oh, just get shot about that?" And I'm like, and I'm trying to,
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right because I was we, so tired from driving. I was just like, "How did this happen?" We were driving, and then we got like right around just outside of Nevada, and uh, actually just past Arizona, yep. and we were like, "We lost an hour." I'm all, "What what, street, what just happened? What highway did I miss?" yeah did we miss a turn and we spent like a good like five minutes going through our apps like trying to figure out what happened because we were supposed to get here at like just after just before four o'clock and it all of a sudden switched to just after five and we were like what's happening
1: it's called a time zone turns out
0: um oh my god turns out waves doesn't doesn't um
1: turns out ali doesn't understand what a time zone is
0: yeah we didn't we were definitely slow (laughs) on the uptime. i'm
1: glad i wasn't the only one i'm glad you're not like hey dude like time zone, yeah. We kind of hit. We kind of realized it together when we were looking at our clocks and realizing our iPhones were saying something different from our watches.
0: Um. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out, um, I, we were both kind of slow on the uptick on that one. Yeah, and uh, whatever. Um.
1: So we missed the icon thing, but then there was this. Uh, so there's this pizza joint, pizza joint called Zax. Right. And Zax was doing this. Uh, well, this company. And nlu crawlers or shoot forget what they were called cool little group yeah i mean if you guys look up uh, jeepers of instagram on facebook which is jeeps of instagram jeeps jeeps of instagram jeeps of instagram yeah um these guys uh put together an event these this organization that kind of organized this event uh put together this event and had a bunch of jeeps come out that were kind of like low level to high level influencers so you had like Brad from Troy Recon. You had uh, Adam from Oh, Hey, it's that one guy, dude, thing, bro. You're doing on purpose now, uh, yeah. He's going to be um. so bummed.
0: <laughs> Adam actually came up to me that night, and he goes, hey, did you guys, and by the way, if you guys remember, we talked about Adam in the ANZAs, and one, and we just like butchered his Instagram name. It's, and, oh, that one dude with a bunch of underscores in the middle. Right. Oh, that one dude, and it's underscores. And of course, oh, and, it, and one of them is a number. You can guess which one. Um, and he comes up to me, and he goes, hey, did you finally get my name right? Yeah, do you says, get it? Oh, <laughs> underscore
1: one. Oh, uh, that.
0: I don't know, dude. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> you got
1: so many <laughs> words in your name. Mine's just like one word with three of them like just stuck together.
0: Yeah, I can't talk. My my name is pretty long, I'm tricky, I'm tricky. and I even have a um, an underscore in there too. You do have an underscore. So I can't Underscores, talk. Underscores, man. Yeah.
1: Um. Anyways, so but Adam was there. Uh, we had some like just amazing rigs. We had
0: two Marcos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was pretty dude, awesome. That, okay, so we're gonna have a whole hot podcast on the fact Just that <laughs> you have a doppelganger, uh, who's a massive Jeep dude. Um,
0: yeah, Marco's pretty well known. I mean, obviously, Brad and Marco, an amazing chef, right? Amazing it's not chef. the first
1: time we've talked about it either, like right? We've that, talked so about you guys know time. that
0: I've been like ever since Anza. I've been like Marco's doppel- doppelganger. So finally, we were in the same place at the same time, and we both acknowledged that we look way too similar, and um we took selfies it was really funny his his daughter, daughter. his daughter walked Freaking up to me and she's like, just like hey that. dad and i was like excuse me she's like, i need oh. 20
1: bucks <laughs> <She> goes, <laughs> i need 20 bucks
0: for pizza so long story short um i give her now an allowance <laughs> and i'm invited to her birthday um which strangely enough is the, the day after. Era? Yeah, yeah it's, strangely enough is the day after my anniversary, so that's easy to remember. Um, nice. It's so really, yeah, that was really fun, man. That was a blast. I, I've, I haven't laughed that hard in a really long time. There'll be
1: shirts, uh, not the Marco. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna make a shirt now that I'm gonna wear for our next um, off road event that we're doing, <laughs> um, and it's gonna it's just gonna say not the Marco because that was like the thing all night. Oh, man. We have we have Marco one and Marco so two. Funny. We just gotta find Polo.
1: Um, and and we took a picture of you guys next to each other, and really, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Even your noses, like it is weird. It is kind of weird. You guys do look alike. Especially I didn't when you think we looked that on. much
0: alike. Like I figured it was just the beard and the fact that we're both brown. But then I saw the pictures, and I was like, oh, this is this is awkward. This yeah. is strangely the same person. <laughs> that was funny. So. Yeah. So we went
1: to that event. The, events was, the event was cool. Most of the, everyone stayed at the pizza place and the parking lot was like, they made it seem like it was in the back of the pizza place, but it was like to the back across the street, like in a sub lot, um, but it was yeah, it was packed. It was
0: cool. It was cool. It, it was, was cool. Great. We had some beers. We had some food. Yep. Um, big social hour, and then uh, we ended up getting back pretty late. We had Taylor um, drinking from the pitcher. Yeah, we have Taylor drinking from the pitcher. <laughs> um, it was fun. It was just standard shenanigans, you know, like a bunch of dudes that have been driving all day, getting together, having a good time. And uh, so much fun. Yeah, it was fun. It got was to, good...
1: I got to meet Brad's wife. Um, yeah, we got to meet Marco's kid. Yep. Um, she's just such a
0: sweetheart. She's and, super nice. And her boyfriend. And she uh, has a jeep. Yep. Yeah. So, well, the
1: whole family's got jeeps except for one. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that one day when Marker comes on the show. <laughs> so, so then, uh, yeah, then we made the hour-long truck back. Uh, back to the hotel, well, which, by no, the way, actually, no, we didn't. We didn't. No, we uh, we went to see the the
0: sights. Oh my gosh, you're right. I am. I totally it's forgot about been, that. It has just been such
1: a gnarly three days. Like, like I said, we're we're heading out right after this, and we've basically got into town, did that event. And then it's been, like, nonstop. And I think we've non-stop. got, like, five hours of sleep between each, like,
0: at major best, chunk of it. At best, yeah. We've probably slept five hours each night yep. at best. So what happened was we're leaving, right? And we drive past the um, the entrance to go see the Arches. <laughs> and, you know, Ollie says to me, he's like, should we? You think it's open? And I was like, well, I mean, I doubt it because it's 1130 at night. I'm all screwed. It, let's 11 go. 11 at night. And I go, but we're only going to, there's only one way to find out, right? The, the gate's going to be closed or it's going to be open. So he's like, screw it. Let's find out. Like he, you got to knock, dude. Yeah, just exactly. Yeah. So he makes a U-turn. We go to the intersection. Green light. Start driving in. Um, and we're just, the gate's open. The first gate's open. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so we start driving in, total yep. pitch darkness. Um, dude, had all light. the lights on. Yeah, had all the lights on. We're just cruising bomb. through. That was so nice. And it was, it was so rad. So we, uh, so on the way to
1: the trailhead of where we ended up, uh, getting out and kind of hiking out and trying to get these nighttime, uh, art shots. Yep. So it's the, uh, it's like the arches. So there's multiple different types of arches. The one that we ended up, uh, overlooking, we're trying to overlook was called delicate arch. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's one of the more famous ones, right? But right. there's, there's multiple arches out there. They're just beautiful. You've probably seen a lot of pictures of like the sun coming through. Uh, it's a pretty right. famous photo. Um, a lot of people come in the mornings, to your point. Right. You were talking about that. They, yeah, they, they go get catch the shot. sunrise. Yeah, yep. exactly. And uh, so it's a sight to see. So definitely do the arches. Um, I'm a little bummed we didn't do the Colorado River thing, but whatever. Yeah. So on the way there, on the way to the arch, <laughs> Frank, uh, me and Frank start talking. I'm like, I'm like I, I fucking hate snakes. Like, that's that's my thing. Actually, right now, there's like this shelf behind us. Yeah. And it's got this perfect crack where this is where snakes live. Like, like uh, the crocodile hunter, God rest his soul, would be like, like elbows deep in there pulling out I'm like gonna some, pull a black yeah a viper out of there and exactly. it's like right behind me so I'm just that waiting that was my for really like,
0: horrendous Australian accent yeah that was terrible uh-huh. <laughs> um, but like
1: something's like just gonna bite me right now any minute but whatever
0: yeah so um,
1: so I'm like talking about snakes and Frank goes
0: I don't think there's any major predators in Utah. Like, oh,
1: really? That's awesome. Because then you look, you look around, and you're like, yeah, it's all just kind of dirt. It's all kind of li- dirt. Looks like rocky, ours.
0: and there's the occasional cow strolling by. Yeah. And I, I, I said, you know, I really don't think that Utah has. And by the way, keep in mind, there's no service. Right, we're already out like in the yep. sticks and there's no service so we're just having a casual Usually conversation google it right and so we're like you know i'm thinking about it no though google. i'm thinking to myself and i you know i think of bear country i think of you know <laughs> wyoming yeah Montana. yeah exactly or even the mountains of california yeah. right and i'm like okay there's bears the up here period yeah the mountains right and you so, has got mountains but not like out here not like what you expect it's like red rock just you just think stone like right. just a lot of rock just out a here a bunch of rocks is that a bear place just rocks everywhere so so, so for then, for and exactly, then we talk yeah, and I was like, no. And then I, you think mountain lions? Nah, not likely. No. And then I and the, my my logic is, you know, when there's predators, there has to be prey. And I'm like, well, what the heck is a cougar going to hunt out here other than, like, the occasional cow? Me. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I go, I doubt it, dude. I think we're fine. Could so we're we're driving in the dark, and we, we pretty much both kind of between our, you know, ourselves and our ignorance decide that there's no way there's any predators out here there's no bears there's no nothing that can kill us anyway right other than a snake and so we're just watching for snakes i just say hey you see a nope rope you stop and you call it out that's (laughs) that's
1: that's all we were looking for that's all we were looking for as we're walking so we find uh because it
0: was a warm night and so we're like if they're going to be out it's probably going to be right it's probably going to be it So so
1: we drove around we found uh we found the the far trail
0: right the trailhead and, and we found a cool off-road trail it was a 4 by 4 trail
1: when did we did we do that before or after before oh we did it before. because we, yeah. we
0: were hoping it would get us closer so to the arches
1: yeah that's right so we're like oh we're finally off-roading yep and uh i'm not the type to go open up somebody's gate like that i just feel like that's a line you don't cross so oh absolutely we not. got we got down to the end of this road there was a gate didn't even bother uh turned around went back to the parking lot yep uh we got out we kitted up got some water uh, walkies, and uh, we started walking. We, I had no idea how far we were going to end up walking. Right. Oh look, there's a little lizard. There's a little, there's this little snake. That's buddy. our first little wildlife spotting. Little reptile, fuck. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so mind you, as we're walking down this path, there are like these perfect like overhangs. Right. For an ambush, but hey, there's no predators out here, so i was right, just looking caves. at these things going. In relief, I'm like, oh, cool. Um, even though this is a perfect spot to get ambushed by like a mountain lion, since there are none, it's just really nice to look at. And, right, uh, walking.
0: Right, so we're we're do, we're not. just hiking, doing this walk around this trailhead to get a view of the arches, and we do it, right? We get up there, we get some night shots, we do the whole you know shebang, and you know Ollie is occasionally flashing the, the flashlight off in the distance, like down the trails, behind us, kind of yeah, <laughs> He's so paranoid. It's, it was it was it was actually kind of funny. And so you know we do our thing, we take get our pictures, uh, we check it out at night and then we start hoofing it back and it's not far but what probably like a half mile it was easier coming back there's a lot, so was a lot there's of climbing
1: these, there's these uh rock steps that yeah cut into the steps. Path yeah and uh which is really helpful but there's a lot of them and then you finally get up there and the altitude actually really does
0: uh come to play so we're coming around the bend coming back to the jeep where the fencing starts hmm. and you're coming from the parking lot and i notice for the first time that there's bear proof trash cans And I go right next to the bathrooms. Those are for the raccoons. Yeah. I go, dude, I go, why are there bear-proof trash cans? And he's like, whoa, no, there can't be. There's no bears. And I go, you're right. It's probably for the raccoons or possums or whatever. In my
1: head, I'm like, this ain't a raccoon place. Yeah. There's no raccoons (laughs) out here.
0: (laughs) It's probably for the critters, I said. (laughs) And he he goes, okay. So we go up there and go, we should go look at it. So we go look at it. And he goes, oh, no, it's just for the recycling. And then... He goes, no, these are open. These are open trash cans, so these yeah. can't because there we was thought, like another. We thought set it up. was just like uh, we thought the open trash cans were like the trash. trash yeah, cans, but nope. Turns out it's just for plastics it's for and plastic. other stuff, and then but the actual waste trash cans we're are bear proof, and so we're like. That's bizarre. That's weird. Maybe the national park just had extras and they shipped them here. But Google said. So then we're leaving the park (laughs) and we just like get on our merry way. We're driving our hour trek back to the hotel and I get service again and I go, you know what? Let me Google this. Oh, man. And I Google it and it says, turns out. There are bears in Utah. Turns out Frank and Ali almost
1: got eaten by wildlife.
0: <laughs> There's brown bears in Utah. Um no grizzlies, not not since about 70 years ago when the last grizzlies were seen here. Um but there are brown bears. Fun fact. Uh, yeah, fun fact. No grizzlies. Um there used to be though. And um there are cougars, mountain lions. Those are and it actually said they were quite common um out here. It's so, check number two <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kind of looking behind me going
1: we are yet sure again in another ambush position uh, right
0: making sure we're not being stalked because we definitely we literally have um our backs we have nowhere to go we have to go backwards like in front of us is a four thousand foot drop so <laughs> um so then and then we go well you know what let's see what else is out here i go i wonder if coyotes are out here because i remember i said i thought i heard a coyote yeah. and it ended up being your bag making weird noises right but i thought i heard a coyote and so he's like, no, there's no coyotes. So um, I googled coyotes? that. Turns out, um, land of the many coyotes. according to the Wildlife, Fish, and Game uh, website, this is coyote country. Uh, land of coyotes. Um, I had no idea they were that prevalent, but apparently they are super prevalent. So it turns out we're fucking dumb. Uh, we had no idea um, how many uh, of these animals lived out here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, truth be told, we haven't seen a single one, but
1: knock on wood there is yet <laughs>
0: time left in this barren patch of land that we decided to camp on oh you can't see this but ollie keeps looking around which is really cracking me. somebody's got to be ready okay it's really cracking me up um so yeah that was night number one we get back um get our four and a half five hours of sleep uh, we get up early because we have a commitment with uh warren all right? We're going to do their event. Yeah. So how this, uh, well, I think we talked about it on the way up, right. About
1: how this kind of wasn't going to happen. Then it did happen. Right. Uh, but in case, uh, in case you didn't catch that episode, basically we were game on and then it was game off. And so we were already planning out our week to do whatever. And it turned out that, uh, a Warren wanted us to come out, uh, wanted my rig out for their, uh, trail run. And then two, um, one of my other sponsors, Yukon gear and supply, uh, said that, hey we'll cover your gas if you want to come up and then three kc informed us oh you guys weren't sleeping on our floor we actually got you rooms and it's like oh man like they almost everyone made it to where we couldn't really say no and for me it was a it was like one of those initially it was one of those obligations that turned into something that like i would actually pay to go to right Uh, right but it was like one of those obligations where i'm like you know the sponsors want me to come and they gave me a bunch of parts and expected me to be here. But the reality is, is I just can't, you know, swing it. And no, it ended up working out really well.
0: Yeah. I mean, once they said there was a hotel and fuel was covered, I mean, at that point, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Right. And you were
1: you were like, all right, dude, the universe is telling us it's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's what I
0: said, like literally four days earlier before we knew any of this was happening yep. and or even, you know, set up for us. I said, you know what, dude? I mean, the the time off isn't working out. The money's not working out. Yep. I go, maybe the universe is just conspiring. It's just telling us something and just saying, hey, you know what? Not worth it. And then all of a sudden, these things, the blocks kind we of know, just falling kind of into place. And boom, so, here we are.
1: So we we got everything in place and we came out. And one of those things is Warren had a, had a trail run. And so what, what that means is these sponsored runs are where the industry partner will reach out to the drivers like i said earlier and and invite them out so we got invited out to the warren trail run and uh basically we all met up at the um right actually behind zach's where we were the night before right right and we woke up we we woke up early we had to be there at 8 30 so we got some coffee there was actually a starbucks in town yeah but i highly recommend going local
0: yeah um, you know what amazing uh, yeah, spots yeah, plugged. like the awesome. moab garage yeah, oh my god super plugged for moab garage yeah. those guys are awesome lunch um,
1: breakfast whatever like so bomb good. burritos bomb tacos like so good i think everything on that menu is amazing it was so good the tacos that we had were stupid moab. we'll come back to that yeah so um we got out met with the group and you know immediately it was my first kind of like wake up call yeah where i'm like Easter Jeep Safari, though it is for all levels, and and it is. And after after this week, I understand that it truly is. But getting there, I'm like, oh man, these are crawlers. These are guys that are just here to go up really hard things. Yeah. And what am I doing here? Yeah. I'm,
0: most of these rigs are trailered in. You know, um, they're just built. They're built. They're what you would expect a Jeep person, right? When you correct. hear someone like say Jeepers, yeah. This is this is what they're talking about. Jeepers.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean. I decided to bring my tent. I got the green light from uh, Free Spirit where they said, you know what? If you don't want to bring the tent, um, that's fine. We're yeah. okay. We understand. And I'm like, wow, that's really understanding. And, you know, it turns out that there's a reason because really, if, if you come out here, I would also recommend leave your tent. I would. It's totally, you'll find trails, but you will have so much more fun and leave so many variables out of it. To where you're better off just leaving your very uh, your that one variable at home, you know. But
0: we did have this conversation on the way up, yep. and we said, you know, look, if you're gonna do this, and look, let's face it. When you drive Kate and we do our own, you know, separate adventures and do go off, you're going to have the tent. You're going to be fully equipped and you're going to come across obstacles and you're going to need to know how the Jeep handles and And how to get over them. Yeah. And how to get over them and the, and what to expect and what you can and can't do. And the only way you're going to do that is if you bring the tent and you bring the Jeep equipped just like you would take it on any other trip.
1: But it comes down to three letters. What's that? D I Q. Yep. It does. Dick for shirt.
0: What? Hey,
1: what? <laughs> um, you went totally Driver IQ. Right. That's yep. right. Dick for comes, short. Yeah. Just saying <laughs> What? <laughs> D-I-Q. You see, tell me how you pronounce that. Um, so anyways, so driver IQ, and, and the only way you get driver IQ truly is, A, you could study for it. Sure. Um, absolutely. But the reality
0: is, you need seat time. You do. You got to get behind the wheel and you got to give it a try. And so, you know, luckily the Warren um, run was pretty easy. Um had we stuck to the trail that was designated <laughs> and um so we're you know we're like you said right we met everybody people and we'll get to that people were um kind of like eyeballing you giving you sideways dude, eyes dude that wasn't right? the first
1: time it wouldn't be the last yeah and i got i got and i'm not even saying that like a bragging kind of way it's like more of like a what the fuck are you doing here kind of way
0: yeah um, the good thing is and we're saying this but not like they weren't being cool everyone was super nice yep but they were just surprised you could tell yeah, that
1: some of the more seasoned guys and the guys who've been around for longer who maybe don't even have experience with tents, but just understand physics. <laughs> were like, right. What are you? Uh, you know, like you could see it in their eyes. What are you doing here? But I'm interested to see how this turns right. Out. That was kind of like that was the vibe. I don't know what you're doing here, but I am interested to see how this plays out.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, I can imagine like the looks on their faces was essentially saying like they were standing on a beach and they just saw fish come out of the water and grow legs and they were just like they weren't mad they were just baffled they were just like whoa that right. just happened. <laughs> so so the so kate rolls up and they were like fish i am at least like two feet taller
1: yeah i think than anybody there even yeah. the even the rigs with 40s and like right long travel and like raised um lifted whatever like i was yeah taller kate than definitely has
0: a super high clearance right and so um or you know it's a it's a high high vehicle and so um but yeah, that was kind of the look on their faces that they were just like, what? So they weren't mad. They were just like kind of surprised and kind of perplexed because, you know, you've got this fish, you know, Kate in water Moab. And then all of a sudden it's an overlander and you're like, whoa. So that was the kind of our I introduction. I like think of
1: her as a tiger. Yeah. Tiger. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So we, we get on, we get on the run. We do a little driver's meeting, uh, great crew, great stuff. You could tell there's, it's got a real familial vibe, like, like feels like Warren Warren feels like a family yeah they um really do. The, the all the crew like you know everyone seemed like they almost seemed like they were all related right 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 um, it was super nice yeah and and not in a backwoodsy kind of way just like you know in a very like awesome you know like they all love hanging out together kind of way so we do the drivers meeting and we all take off and we go to the little mini airport here in Moab. It was like right. like helicopters and small planes. Yeah,
0: there's a little air little local yeah. little regional airport. And so we that was kind of where we started the dirt. So we kind of did you know, the the customary drive to the trailhead, yep. pull off, everyone kind of airs down, does all that business. Yep. And then we uh, you know, start going, right? We kind of take off and right away like within minutes the kind of group the group kind of breaks up into sections well
1: there was some like so there's a lot of like uh dirt trails leading up to these different trails
0: right well yeah because you're on this dirt road and you know there's side there's offshoots right like you know there's you can go this way to go to this trail go this way to go to that trail and so it's like what you would expect right and so somehow we kind of got separated like our group that we were with got separated from the main group i think what ended up happening was there was a couple of u-turns because there was a couple of misturns, and in the process of like kind of making those u-turns yep. keep in mind folks this is the part that's kind of nutty and the part that kind of makes it makes me surprised that this doesn't happen more often is the fact that when you say you're in a group with a bunch of jeeps everyone is in a group with a bunch of jeeps right so like you have no idea <laughs> if that's your group Or somebody else's group unless you you memorize the field or something exactly like you just see a But you can't it's impossible to memorize every Jeep that you're rolling with because there's like 40 of them Yep And and so you're making a u-turn and you catch up to a group of 10 and you're like this is our group So you just start tagging along and it's not until you realize they're doing this gnarly gatekeeper that you're like Oh, yeah, that's not our group. Yeah, I found (laughs) out what gatekeepers are.
1: I didn't even know what gatekeepers
0: were before That's awesome. (laughs) I now know what
1: they are and I've gone through a few of them and so um, they're not nice.
0: So yeah, so we do this, right? We're kind of going and meandering through the trail. Um, and we come to this section where there, or our group kind of looks at it and goes, yeah, that doesn't look right, it's tough. But at the same time, like most of these people are very experienced and this kind of stuff is what they're out here to do. So of course, you know, we we say, okay, well, you know, we gotta go through it, right? Like, you know, the, our destination is on the other side. So here we, we and we had no idea that the trail it's the to, blind leading the blind. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. So we start going up. Ollie's already having kind of his first kind of white knuckle moment and kind of contemplating his his plan of attack.
1: My purpose in life. Right.
0: Right. And so we get there. I jump out. I'm going to shoot video and take our, you know, shoot a bunch of pictures of him and Kate kind of conquering this. Appreciate that, this by beast. the way. You, yeah.
1: You were freaking awesome. You were on point this whole week. And uh, it, was, it, was it was a good week. It. Yeah. It's weird because I, I do a lot of photography and it's weird to be. Not the photographer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think we both do, right? So it's weird to get photographed. I mean, it's
1: stupid. I I can't even help myself. I end up like with my phone in my hand trying to like take a picture. And it's like, you know what? You need to drive. Right. On trail, just drive. Focus. Focus. And just let let you do it. Take it in. And the pictures that you take, dude, are freaking amazing. It's not that I don't think that your photography is great. It's just I can't give that piece up. Right.
0: It's fun, Um, right? It's fun for us. Yeah. Once I did, I ended up being able to just focus on what I wanted to do and, you know, focus on getting the driver IQ, right? And so. So, yeah, and, and you know what, too, so we so we get to this thing, and this thing is, like, a pretty steep climb. It's got a it's got a 90-degree turn. We're not even supposed to be there. I know. and it's I'm got glad a, we did it, though. Yeah, so it's got the one, like, one quick step that gets up, which is kind of steep, and then it does, it does a quick 90 degrees. Dude, the switchback
1: on that trail, I was like, it was tight.
0: what is that doing here? You almost needed a three-point turn just to kind of get lined up for the next part, and then you have a series of kind of, like, ups right like step ups and um, so luckily I couldn't spot him I didn't even think I should spot him on that one because I just I don't know Kate well enough to know how she's gonna react to these kind of you know situations and off-cambers so luckily Dwayne stepped up so there was a
1: gentleman by the name of Dwayne with I believe it was his grandson right uh, in a white JK behind me and uh, yeah God bless him. He's like
0: I'll spot you and do like a champ he spotted him walked him through it and honestly um, there was only one moment where you done the second section after that 90 degree turn where i was like uh-oh bad idea oh uh, i bounced you bounced yeah he came up to it did, did the jeep i did bounce. that
1: bounce so there's this bounce right and you watch it on all these videos and usually it's the precursor
0: to the jeep falling over so jeep rolling back like, it's rolling, like uh, rolling on its back
1: it always happens when there's like this this Big, like, you know. Like a step. Step, massive step. And Jeeps generally, they'll come up to it. They'll roll their right uh, front tires up on top of it. And then what ends up happening next is they kind of throttle through and they bounce a little bit right. and then catch and then move on. Well, usually when you see the fails, it's like the they front bounce. Tire. yeah. The front tire slips and they just start skipping to the right. And I started skipping to the freaking right.
0: Yep. And, you know, and the the front end started going higher and higher with every bounce. Oh, there's just rad eagle flying right in front of us in this valley. It is so awesome.
1: I had one of those chase my drone earlier.
0: It's like, uh, it's not even 50 yards from us. It's incredible. Dude, it's just so beautiful out here. Yeah. I so, mean, anyways, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's gonna happen here. We're done. We're like literally an hour into our first first day, run in first <laughs> obstacle, and Ali, we're gonna die. <laughs> Flip, Kate. You know what? He he backed up. Um, Dwayne kind of said, "Hey, easy." He backed it up. Um, you know, gave you know waved them off, and then lined them up again, explained to him how to come up it, and he and he did. The Kate just went. Dut, dut, dut. Right up, guys. I mean,
1: it's funny right now. I was thinking as as you're talking about it, I'm I'm thinking back to it. I'm going, that guy should not have been behind the wheel. Yeah, that Ali should not have done that.
0: And and to be fair, like I mean, and I'm going to explain this not as not as a way to like criticize, but as a way to kind of add context to like this was the probably the the first the most challenging trails that you've ever done ever no Um, it is absolutely 100 was and and not to mention that you were still kind of figuring out how kate drove off road and managing you know being in low gears on obstacles and throttle control in a manual Right, and so with a supercharger, right? <laughs> so there was a lot of there was a lot of firsts that were being addressed, and a lot of experience that needed to be found on these trails on this trip. Yep, and I mean to be honest, dude, and I told you this on the trail, the Ollie that came in at that moment that completed that first obstacle right right versus the ollie that is right that is sitting here right now as a driver completely different like again the confidence level has increased the driver iq has gone through the roof like i'm full of there were there dude there were um i
1: can't can't make that joke you're gonna have to edit this out but i am full of dick now oh
0: god so. Yeah, that's getting edited out. So if you're human, if you hear me talking right now, it's because I just cut what he said. And, and there's gonna be a there's gonna be a noticeable break in the audio that you just heard. So, anyways, uh, um, DM me
1: if you want to hear that joke.
0: <laughs> don't do it. Uh, don't do it. Trust me. At this point, we've hyped it up too much. It won't be worth it. No. Um, <laughs> So, anyways, like you know, props to you, man. I'm I'm really proud Thanks, of you man. as a friend. I appreciate like, it. It's it, it was it was amazing to watch. It's um you know, and we're gonna get into more of that. But if you would have shown me the last obstacle that you did, and the and this first one, and you would have shown me that last one at the moment and said, "You think you can do this?" I would have said, "F no, right. absolutely not right. happening. We're done. Pack it in. Let's go back to town."
1: It was a it was a super steep uh, learning curve. Like yeah, so basically. This was like my first major, what you would call a gatekeeper. It wasn't a, it was even a trail that Warren was planning on sending us on. We just got separated. Uh, separated um, and as a result, we ended up uh, doing this. Got lucky. It was a spotter. I would never recommend trying to do something like this without somebody who actually knows what they're right. doing. Um, and you could go for it. I mean, maybe you're d- that good. Whatever. I don't care. I'm not. Uh, I wasn't. And I'm still not. But I'm way better now than I was before. And that's kind of like what seems to be the the glory of Easter Jeep Safari. right. Um, not to no pun intended, but it's like this is the place where if you were ever thinking about wanting to crawl or you or you already like you know, kind of enjoy it wherever you're at, like come here, you'll you'll become better. you'll you'll be like exposed to some amazing talent and experience and i think that's where the major value is so to your point came in did that first obstacle it was scary my knuckles were white my back was sweating
0: yeah Um, i felt like a coach too that this whole almost this whole trip like (laughs) it was a constant like you got this man you got it all you gotta do is learn you just gotta take it easy go slow you know nice and easy keep the throttle smooth no you know crazy moves no bursts right same thing with the brakes on downhills don't smash it. Just nice and easy. Let the let the gears do the work. And it felt like a coach almost the entire time. Sure. And it was, but it was cool because it was like, I was also at the same time watching the magic happen before my eyes. It was like, he's getting it. He's, he's learning. This stuff is awesome. Right. Yeah. Right. And so luckily that was the only real obstacle on that. On that run, the rest of it was pretty scenic and pretty enjoyable.
1: No, oh, for um, sure, it was I'm, just
0: kind of rolling hills and going through crazy Utah, you know. Well, there were they
1: were, were going to end on sand dunes, right? So basically, after that obstacle, it was just—I mean, there was some like nice little drop-offs and like ledges and stuff. So like the easy stuff, yeah. The the trail was gorgeous. It was I mean,
0: beautiful, yeah. It was Absolutely. a great, it
1: was a great trail. Um, but upon upon finishing that trail, linking up with the group and then heading in, we ended up uh, at the head of the dunes. Out in, uh, out in Moab. And these dunes are pretty famous. You see a lot of footage from from these dunes. Yeah. They're fun to play on. A lot of side-by-sides go out there. And, you know, Warren was taking the Jeeps to learn how to go from sand to slick rock. Um, right. Just how to navigate the dunes. How and to if you get stuck, obviously,
0: hold. using the Warren winch. I
1: think that's why they took people to I think same. so, too. I think, I think they
0: wanted you to get stuck. They wanted you to get stuck so they, could, stuck so they could winch <laughs> you out. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Um, and they fed us, right? They, they had an awesome catered lunch waiting for us. They fed us and they taught us. And they taught us. They had a, a, a winch class.
1: So we ended up not getting to the dunes because. We
0: were out of time because of our detour. Well, we wanted to do the clinic too.
1: Right. So we did the clinic and uh, a gentleman by the name of Andy. Yep. Super knowledgeable. Has, I guess been working with Warren for a very long time. Right. Um, and he basically ran through the entire process of A, when you buy your winch, how to buy why you need a certain size, like what the- How to
0: select the right winch Yeah, you. What, so
1: he basically said it's like you take your uh, your curb weight of your vehicle- Your gross vehicle weight, not gross, your curb okay, weight. Okay, your gross vehicle, not the curb, okay. Right. Not the curb weight, the gross vehicle weight, you right. multiply it by two. 1.5. Man, is were it, you listening? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's back up. So he basically told us you take your gross weight- Yep, gross vehicle weight. Gross vehicle weight, you multiply it by 1.5. 1.5. 5, 5. And then that's- the base minimum that you'd want your range right. to be able to be capable of pulling.
0: Right. So, for example, if your vehicle comes in, we you know if the math comes in at like eighty five hundred or nine thousand, then you get a ten thousand. Right. He goes at that point, it's pretty much pointless to go to like a twelve or four. You don't need it. Just go to the next. Go to the next larger size from what you got. Right. So, um if you get a twelve, if you get a ten thousand, and they make a ten thousand, then you get a ten thousand. Right, it's it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. He said, "Don't overthink it." Um, there's a lot of ways to increase the power of the winch, right? Right, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but but so you, that's not what's important is that you just pick the right one, and that's how you do it. Uh, yeah,
1: and he says like, "There's no there's no pride in doing something wrong," right? So. You got a guy who's like, "Oh, I got the twelve thousand synthetic platinum right. winch, just because it's the bigger number." And the reality is, is, is Great. not what you need.
0: It's not gonna do anything for you.
1: Yep. So, you know, the companies won't even want to give them to you. They <laughs> they wouldn't want to support a vehicle incorrectly.
0: Right. And so, so then his next point was, you know, because he said he said, "Yep, that's the number one most common question is well, how do I choose the proper winch for my vehicle?" That's how. The second most common question was, um, synthetic? School? Yep. Or, or synthetic or cable or cable? Yep. Yeah." So what did he say? He said there's really there's n- pros and cons to both. There's pros and cons to both, but at the end of the day, they both accomplish the same thing.
1: Yep, and you have to be um, cautious of using both. So right. in they a both have their,
0: their 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 particular things that you need to be careful of.
1: Yep, they both will whip back on you. Uh, yes. Steel tends to whip up. Uh, he said synthetic will whip just the same, but it whip it whips tends to whip down. It tends to fall.
0: It tends it, to, it fall, does but tend it'll to fall, whip but it's out. not. Um, you shouldn't count on that. Yep,
1: and it can still seriously hurt you. So right. there's like all these like kind of preconceived notions uh, amongst the um, the consumer base, but you know when you hear it from the uh, horse's mouth, so to say,
0: it, yeah, it goes so, a lot further. So what was really cool to me because I'm I'm also I'm very new to this personally. Um, what was really cool to me was to hear him kind of describe the testing that goes behind all of these things, the testing that goes between their uh their their particular line their synthetic line um and so essentially he went over some cleaning tips some maintenance tips maintenance tips um to keep make sure that your synthetic line is up to snuff when you need to use it but and i'll go over it like super quick just because you should really kind of get this from the horse's mouth um but uh essentially what he he said was um the first thing that you should do is pre-tension the line
1: yeah so when you when you initially spool up your your cable um, or your synthetic rope on a on a cable you want five you want it to have five uh, loops around the the drum and then once you get those five on it takes a lot of the tension off of the anchor on the on the drum side
0: that's the minimum for pulling is five
1: well five if, like when you tension or whatever right. yep, absolutely um, because if you spool it all out then you're you're yeah, putting the all pins. the weight on the anchor right. and then the anchor will, will could potentially fail and that's a catastrophic right. failure um, so five loops on the steel so when you tension it five loops on and then you so the manual t- says the best and I would go on their website and just research it but my my very rough knowledge is you set it to a solid anchor point something that will not pull out of the ground and you know either whip back at you something that could be capable of holding up to a thousand pounds is right. essentially what he said
0: is that's the kind of weight you want to like yeah. do this under is about a thousand pounds to pre-tension the cable and you want to do this because they come spooled from the factory
1: they potentially could or they come with a rope
0: in a bag yeah yeah but they're not uh they're not tensioned. so even if they come pre-spooled already you still have to do this you have
1: to unwind the entire winch uh, rope, cable, whatever it is that you're using. And then whether it's steel at five loops or if it's synthetic at all, like it's one like full. basically one full row of one loops full row, yeah. across the drum. Um, you're going to have to start with there, anchor it off uh, to a solid point with proper anchoring techniques using a tree strap or whatever it is that you're you know, using or anchoring to. And then um, from there, you put some tension on the rope. With your e-brake engaged, um, you put tension on the rope, light e-brake, just so that it's taunt, and then you start bringing it in. And you have, it's a two person gig, really. So the first person's in behind the wheel, of course, the second person's controlling the um, the remote.
0: And also and, kind of telling the driver to turn the wheel left or right so that it spools. Right. Right. So it kind of starts going across the spool. So
1: essentially you want nice, even, uh, lines and nice, uh, grouping on the, on the loops and just kind of spool it all in. And then at the very end, he kind of pointed out like, look, there's this really cool strap. It's not just so we can get our logo on there. It is. So you hold the hook by the strap that as you're tensioning in the cable, you don't want to hold it from the the hook, right? You want to hold it from that little strap strap that says worn. And then, um. Just kind of bring it in. So what you'll do with like the traditional hook is you'll hook it with the, um, and this is a good habit to be in. You'll hook it with the the clasp up, right, facing up to the sky. And why is that? Um, I believe he said because there's, uh, and from what I've uh, understood from Factor Fifty Five, which I use, I use their system, but they said the same thing on their Ultra Hook because it has a has a little lever clasp on it. um, Is Basically, if it's pointing down, the opportunity for it to bind and then fail on that clasp is a lot higher than if it's pointing up. Because as it's pointed up, it will naturally kind of settle to where even if some like uh, even if the tension gives out and it kind of droops, it'll still have the full meat of the hook on it. Versus if it droops with the clasp, it could it could get caught on that clasp and then all that weight once you start engaging the tension again will break that clasp piece. Interesting. Yeah. So, because
0: um, so, he also mentioned um, one other point to that, which was you want to have the clasp downward. So the hook basically coming over the top um, because, or sorry, you don't want to have the hook going over the top. Sorry. You don't want to have the hook over the top and the clasp facing down. Because what happens is if it does fail, the hook tends to fly up. Like it catapults up when, when that happens. And so if you're pulling someone, obviously you don't want that thing flying up in the air. Where versus if the clasp is facing up, so the hook is also facing up even if it fails it's still it, gonna hook on it launches down to the ground
1: i think again it comes to that clasp uh, failure point. right right so i i guess justin from factor never went into like the the points of it, like the way it could fail but yeah that, that makes total sense
0: yeah that's what they were saying at the Warren thing so anyways um it was a really good class i mean we could probably spend an hour going over the class because they did so um but i mean basically like I highly, highly, well, highly recommend. I that you would do say that.
1: snatch blocks would be the only other point yeah. I would I would mention. Which snatch is, blocks are cool. So when when they say you know you don't need 12,000, 14,000 fourteen thousand pound winch just to get a greater pulling weight, it's because even with a ten thousand, if you use a snatch block, which is essentially a pulley, um, anchored to the point of where you want to pull. Right. Um, you basically you'll take your rope, you'll loop it through the pulley, and bring it back to your vehicle and anchor it on a proper anchor point. Um, it'll double it'll double your it'll pulling force so course. it's like right. 20,000 uh, and then it goes up from there you could he said you could run these pulleys in a series if you had enough anchor points
0: so right so essentially what's happening is um you just kind of zigzag right you will have right. a z kind of of pulleys so as long as you can keep doing that you can as long as you have enough line and enough pulleys you can keep doing that and keep multiplying you can keep doubling yep your force, um, you also reduce the speed greatly, though. So you double the time as well. Yep. So you double the force, but you also double the time. But if you, if someone is super super stuck, like they're bogged down in a deep mud pit or something, and they're just down to the frame rails, and ten thousand pounds ain't doing it, um, you can add um, add a you know the the pulley and the snatch block, and you now effectively have twenty thousand right. pounds. If that doesn't work, then you can add another slat snatch block. And now you have um, forty thousand pounds. So, yeah,
1: and you know, with everything that we're saying here and uh, talking, we are not experts whatsoever. Nope. So this is secondhand knowledge from a first-time
0: clinic. Yeah, the goal here is to wet your beak and to yeah. get you interested in going go, out and getting an expert. Go or do or a taking fact a class. Check. Yeah,
1: yeah, fact check us um, because maybe we're wrong on some exact figure of fact here, sure, uh, or terminology. So always, you know, go go learn on your own. Um, we kind of like maybe give you the outline.
0: Of it was super was useful colored. for yep. us. Like I found it to be um, Super useful. I asked him if they had any classes um, In you New know, have you know, South Southern California and he said that he's pretty much the guy that does it so um, I'll reach out to him and see if either he's ever in Southern California Oh, or, for like a rigs and coffee. yeah, event? yeah If he can do those he rigs and coffee and kind of come out and do this this uh, this information yep. is critical like, it's one of those things that, like, you know, stuff can go bad so fast.
1: I mean, I, I foresee doing this maybe in select uh, stores, but for 5.11, yeah. uh, we've got stores in, like, Colorado, Utah, um, and uh, some, like, inland Empire. So here's these are, like, areas that are accessible to places where people go off-road. Yep. It's like it makes total sense to have, like, you know, uh, Warren come out and do a little clinic for people. Like, I I think that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, so that was way cool. So we finished up that class. Um Kind of, you know, had our lunch, did the class, um, had a great time with those people, and you know, so huge props they to catered them. The lunch, by the way, it, yeah, it the just, lunch was good. Thank you very much. Warren. Yeah, that was, it was awesome. Like pulled pork, like it was, it was delicious. Yeah. Um, so, and then and we then had, we're like, oh,
1: we gotta go. We and gotta it's go. Like, oh, why do you gotta go? We well, got jet because
0: we got another sponsored run. We got another run we gotta do, and same thing, right? We were running out of time. We were kind of teetering on whether or not we were gonna make it on time, right. yep. and we just busted a move and we got there, and same thing. We roll into the parking lot, yeah, and dude, these rigs rougher. yeah. These rigs were even gnarlier than the Dudes last ones. On like
1: forty twos with like Hemi and like you like, know, just just full crazy. cage. And yeah. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I mean, they
0: had now? tires that were as tall as me, and I was like, oh, this is gonna get nutty. And yeah, I mean, and, I mean buddy, who was who was whose run was it? Because we should give them. So a my
1: buddy too. Neil, he's uh, he's one of the upper management um, execs over at Yukon Gear and Axle. We started talking. Um, few weeks ago he like i said he's the yukon's the reason why it tipped us over to be like you know what we should go and we should do this totally um so he said you know we'll, we'll take care of you come on out uh, but i want you to do this run and i want you to take photos and i'm like right sure thank god you were there because i don't know how i'm supposed <laughs> to do what i did and take photos yeah it was I took enough just to photos. like yeah it was enough to make sure i don't lose my ass on this
0: yeah on for this sure run.
1: so this uh not that warren wasn't Warren served a different purpose like the dunes were a big part of their run we just never got to the dunes but we did have a, a really great epic gatekeeper obstacle that right, we, right. we uh, um, navigated but the yukon one was so neil hooked up with uh um the head of sexton racing right um Dusty Sexton. Dusty, Dusty yeah. Sexton. Thank you. I was, I was almost spacing. <laughs> Dusty was amazing. I mean, that dude. Dude, here's a guy that runs an entire race program, but went out of his way to set this amazing run up with with UConn, and he spotted for everybody that needed
0: it. Everybody that needed it, he spotted. And this dude is like Legit. one of the best spotters I've ever seen. Cool, calm, collective, and not only that, but he knew every line like the back of his hand. He could size up the rig and say this is the line that you need to take like,
1: yeah separate lines for different totally. people totally
0: yep. and it was like so brilliant I, I was like watching a master at work it was I was, imp- I was impressed yep
1: yeah me too and, and you and know and his crew
0: the guys that he dude, brought dude there's that guy he
1: had that man it was the he it wasn't a jeep it was a Dodge Power Wagon but it was an old school Power Wagon so rad so badass you'll see the pictures we'll so, post pictures oh dude your things. photos came out bomb yeah like so so badass and you know at one point he came up to me and he goes props bro and yeah, I hadn't seen his rig. And then later I saw his rig, I'm like, "Oh shit, that guy gave me props." Cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I feel like I I feel like I really accomplished something, you know? Yeah, like a little
0: starstruck moment there. <laughs> yeah, I was like,
1: "Damn, that that guy in that rig was like, you know, proud of my thing." Um, so that that was really cool. So we
0: talked to these guys, um they give a drivers meeting. Aldi and I are both kind of looking at each other going, "I don't know, bro." Um They told us there was gonna be some serious kind of gatekeepers on this one. And they said, don't worry, we're gonna have a vehicle set up at the top. I want i'm going to tell you guys where to stop and then i'm going to go to the top as well yeah. uh, we'll get set up up there we'll have one winch vehicle and we'll just start hooking people up and pulling them up if we have to he's like not a problem we talked to him separately because like ollie like i said he's coming into this brand new and he was you were concerned I mean, that i'm you, not too
1: proud to say like hey i don't want to hold up their group yeah
0: you didn't want to be a burden right i think not want to you be kept a saying burden. yeah I mean, you were that's... like i don't want to be the guy that slows the group down because he can't get through anything so because this stuff's all way more complicated than kate's maybe built for right yep and like it was they were like dude you're fine you're fine we'll figure it out actually
1: what he told me was listen we're gonna get you up that first obstacle right and if you feel like this is it for you we're gonna send you on your way home right and it's funny because that that whole line like we'll get you up the we'll get you up the first obstacle and then we'll send you on your way home it's like I don't want to be sent on my way home. Right, <laughs> and so it almost like drove me a little bit harder. It was almost like a challenge, right? Yeah, I was to be like, like on it. It's like all right, challenge accepted. I can Let's do this. Do this. Um, Rocklander time, you know. Right.
0: And right. It, again,
1: I don't think if if it hadn't been for the worn Run dot morning. I might have been like 10 times more apprehensive. Right. And I had plenty of pucker moments on this Yukon trail. And there right. multiple times where I'm just like, maybe it's time to leave or maybe it's time to be done.
0: Oh, yeah. I uh, thought for sure when we were in um, in Bartlett Wash, uh, going into the pickle, and we're going oh to get to that. God. I thought for sure you were going to quit right there. I mean, it was, and so, it
1: was definitely one of those moments where you're like, I could either bitch and complain and like, you know, really be a burden and have to turn around and make people like make room for me or I could just shut up like embrace this whole experience and like drain it for every little ounce of joy and experience that I can get out of it
0: right and right that's,
1: that's the that's the route I chose um, and so I just gave into it it was awesome
0: yeah so we you know same thing we take off we go to our spot you know we air down um, we start doing this trail which is already just a gorgeous trail and um, there was a few already gnarly descents on this right. trail right and like so and like, steps that i had never done before steps I, that all he's never done before even some of the steps you going up they're just basically steep hills I'm like where's the spotter right <laughs> and, and and even then though like the throttle control was kind of a problem and the finding the right gear oh, was like, kind of a problem I didn't quite
1: understand like you know i didn't have to necessarily be in first i could go off in second exactly um, even if I'm in gear and they say just let the gear do the work you still have to feather the throttle in order to keep like you know yourself in the right keep power band keep it smooth band. keep
0: in the power yeah. band yeah and so you know we these do all this these still and so you know, I was getting worried because you know I saw Ollie kind of just struggling And I was just trying to kind of coach him through it. And I was like, I don't know, man, like you really kind of have to have good throttle control for some of these gatekeepers because that's kind of critical to keeping your momentum. And so we get to the first gatekeeper and um, we're looking at it. And this thing, he even said on the radios, he goes, guys, um, this first one, um, it looks really scary, but it's not. He goes, there's two routes. There's a left and a right. The left looks easier, but it's not. That's the hard way all the guys that are that know what they're doing can do that one the right side looks super scary so because scary. it's of two it's basically <laughs> two stit two uh it's a it's two very steep climbs. It looks rock.
1: vertical coming it up does on look it. It looked yeah. vertical in the GoPro footage that I saw yeah. afterwards. It it look vertical from looking down from yeah, it.
0: Yeah, it's way super steep, right? And so we're <laughs> obviously concerned because Kate's really top heavy um, with the 10 up there. And so, you know, I was like I, when I first saw it, I jumped out, I ran up to get pictures of all the other rigs, and I was like, Whoa, this is kind of gnarly. So I had already seen like twenty people do it, and um Aldi gets up there. Dusty walks down. You guys have a kind of a chat, right? Yeah, we had a
1: little heart to heart. Um, he basically, you know, he's all, "All right, you're gonna keep it in first gear. Um, I'm gonna point you in the right direction. We're gonna line her up, and then just, you know, smooth on the throttle." And I'm like, "Okay, let's do this." And so, and so it started.
0: Yeah, and so it started, and you know what? It was it was instantly different. Like he came through it, and Jeep was doing the work. Well, it stalled a couple it, times. Yeah, it stalled, but you know, it was. But but you can tell that. The advice he gave you was the right advice because even though it stalled like it wasn't as jumpy and bumpy as it was in previous climbs right. were way easier. I mean right.
1: you uh, So I don't know if any of you like, you know that listen to us crawl um, But if you do you already know what I'm kind of talking about, but if you don't um, You you start in slow and then you get to a point where you're kind of like seeing sky you're seeing like the upper part of the ground and you're seeing sky and and you're seeing hands
0: that's all you see is hands over your head like like like
1: either directing you forward or directing you to the driver they'll say driver passenger and that means driver side or passenger side left or right right but instead of saying left and right which I think They've, they've kind of ascertained throughout the years, uh, decades your left of this. my right. Yeah, it becomes yeah. very confusing. So they say driver, passenger. And it's right. funny because the first time they told me driver, I was looking at the guy who was driving earlier, and I'm like, okay, towards him, <laughs> right? was passenger. <laughs> which and is like, hilarious because no, you started- driver. Just,
0: yeah, it was hilarious because you I'm like, immediately started going passenger. Oh, Everyone's me, like, no. <laughs> me, he's talking about me. Right, you're the so, driver.
1: if you hear driver, it's towards you if you're driving. If you hear passenger, it's towards your passenger. Yeah. And anyway, so- I, I go up and you, when you have a little bit of momentum, you feel like you're in control. Like the vehicle's moving forward, you're not flipping. You're you're just going. You're going in a direction, and it feels comfortable. Um, what happened to me was I got I started getting up, and then I kind of lost the throttle control. I started focusing just on the gear, and she stalled. Yep. And when you stall, it is the it is the for me at least so far one of the freakiest things oh
0: it's scary because you're losing makes power makes it bounce and it wants to run it wants to roll back because there's no power pushing it forward anymore just everything everything feels wrong like and it's, it's like you're stuck right because you're imagine if you were like you were falling and then you caught yourself with your hands right. and you were stuck
1: that's how it feels it like, feels like you you know you were climbing and you know you had just gone that way right but the fact that like the rope snapped and you started to fall um, and even though you caught yourself it's still scary as shit
0: Right. And so, you know, I'm, I'm glad to say that you overcame it. You went up it. Yeah. And I just, and kept kept my, I ran kept over my
1: shit cool. Like started her up. She, it was weird. She didn't want to start on the, on the incline at first. She was kind of like rolling, turning over. a bunch. Yeah. Of I was like, yeah. Oh man, it's like, what's going on here? It's something pulling the wrong way. But she, she fired up finally. And, uh, um, yeah, I got on the way and, and that last, that last main hump on that first, uh, gatekeeper, like I said, you just see the hands only and right. all you, there was no ground, nothing, and I'm not looking to my left or right. I am freaking laser-focused on these hands above my hood right? That, that I could see past my hood. And I remember when I did Overland Expo West last year, um, there's this super-talented female... Uh, um, Recovery expert. I forget her name. I want to say Tina, but she was doing uh, drives uh, for BF Goodrich and They were showing people like, you know, the new KM threes I think that were coming out and taking people through this through this trail the
0: obstacle probably obstacle course Yeah, the
1: obstacle yeah. course does like uh, this trail that they kind of built out in the middle of yeah uh, East, uh, Overland expo anyways, so she told me hey you're seeing sky, and I started to turn my wheel to the right because the jeep hood kind of goes to the right. Like it kind of right. it cones in. And so you feel like straight is to the right. Right. And so when you see sky, you lose your bearing on where straight is. Yeah, you lose your horizon. You lose your horizon, and you, yeah. just ha- you don't know where you're at. So your instinct is to go left or right. Well, I remembered her saying that, so I just stopped myself from wanting to instinctually yeah. go to the right. I saw these hands, I focused on those, and we got through it.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good, and, and there was like cheers. Yeah, there was like, hooting and hollering, and oh everyone. And I ran over. That was rad. Um, there was, oh dude, you your face was like noticeably you were sweating, right? And dude, th- my entire back was a furnace. Yeah, and so I took a picture. I have I have a really cool picture of Ollie after he did it, and the look on his face um, actually does capture yeah. uh, the moment pretty well. It was it was pretty awesome. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite pictures from from the, yeah, from that fun. event. It was uh-huh. pretty rad. Uh, it was and, but great. the confidence level, like, oh my gosh, we were high fiving. Yeah, it was like the confidence level right. The stoke moment, was high, my friend. Oh, it was high. It was rad. And at that point, we pretty, we felt pretty capable. And I felt like, all right, this is what he needed. He needed that confidence booster so that he can like really start attacking some of these things and get past the jitters.
1: Right, and you know, uh, I don't think the jitters ever left. Honestly, it was always this feeling of like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and then. You do it and you're like yeah that's right that's that that trail was my b um but uh but yeah so got through that high fives people were like we were stoked and then we got on trail with everybody and uh and that was like the hardest thing i think we did up to dinner
0: yeah, because yeah, the rest of the trail was just kind of sightseeing.
1: There were some major ledges, but by the there was report, drops. I was yeah, there was like there was
0: like really steep kind of nosedive steps. Um, but again, that w- that's not a big deal as long as you you know come at them straight. It was really kind of easy. It was more about the clearance of the vehicle. Right. Right. It really wasn't about technical te- you know a technical challenge. Um, so yeah, from there we just kind of meandered through these trails, did a couple of obstacles, we went to a really rad tunnel.
1: Yeah, so that, it was like a natural geological feature where it formed like a triangle. Like yeah. tunnel, it wasn't like a traditional like round tunnel, but it was like this, almost as if the two mountains kind of collided together. Like they
0: kind of fell together, yep. yeah. And they just kind of made this diamond that was maybe like seven feet tall. And, yep. and in some points, actually lower. And you just kind of, you would walk through it. And then when you came out the other end, I mean, it was pretty long. It was like a football field yep. with length. It was pretty long. Yep. Uh, yeah. When you came it's out the other end, yards. yeah, it was... It, w- it opened up into this gigantic like valley. like valley and it was just surrounded by these big like red walls it was like being in like this mega amphitheater it was and 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 to boot you were halfway up it like it was like not you. you yeah you, you weren't look-
1: like looking up at it yeah you, you were, were just
0: in it like yeah. coming out of a doorway onto a ledge it's kind like of was, right
1: here like just looking across the. yeah it was
0: so gorgeous canyons and so yeah we took some pictures we took a big group photo right of everyone that was there so we'll, you guys will see that too um and let me like you'll see that like if you do look at the photos
1: and you go on any kind of social and look up moab you'll see like amazing photography but just the rock here is this it's like just, orange it's rust red Stunning. this red rock like it's yeah it's just it's stunning. something
0: else this place is like just pure magic. That's like all I gotta say. My
1: my jeep got a little covered in some of this red rock, <laughs> and like the floor mats have red on them, and it's oh, like, yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna clean it out. And it's, it's so just, bright
0: red too. It's, it's yeah, like it's, so it's cool. like practically glowing red. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we did that. We had we and then you know we kind of made our way back to they had this kind of pseudo camp set up where it was basically dinner. Yeah, uh, they had the Sexton Racing trailer out there and another catered dinner or catered a friend meal.
1: Friend of theirs is a chef. A friend of uh, Dusty's is yeah. a chef, and basically agreed to to help out with like, you know, cooking ribs and steaks and chicken for everybody.
0: But this is how you knew that they oh, knew what they were doing man. and it was next level because they had a tent, a huge tent set up. So immediately you were you knew that you were gonna be out of the wind and yep. you were going to be able to sit down and actually enjoy your meal. Because By versus this time trying to pin started it down. Drizzle. It's hard to drizzle. Um the the wind was kicking up Massive. and yeah it was, yeah and so i guess it
1: eventually at one point it, it actually took down one of the it steaks it took down
0: one of the steaks yeah, yeah but they were quickly on it and it was really i mean these guys they these guys are pros that's what they do man what they, they, they do. go
1: they, they go racing in the desert they go right. racing out in places like this like they they have to set up these kind yeah. of camps
0: so i mean amazing dinner we all had we had some great conversations yeah, over seconds. dinner we had seconds um they had chicken meat Dude, the, me- the mash, beef the the, the potato the, salad was I was,
1: I've been on Incredible. a paleo diet and I broke my diet for this trip but I'm not mad about it <laughs> because the food here in Moab has been amazing oh it's been stupid yeah it's just like been like between so good. the Moab garage place and they're not giving us money to say this it's no, just really good it's just really good and I'm sure there's plenty of really great places here but the, we just got lucky with this spot right and then, Um, The catering from the the Warren event and as well as uh, the catered... That was uh, Sunset
0: Grill. Also really good. Yeah,
1: But I will say, I think my favorite meal in a a while has been what Suxton did for us. Yeah,
0: that was just... That was so good. Yeah, so the slaw. The the, The the slaw. slaw, Everything. The potato salad with the bacon. (laughs) uh, We're now going to turn this into a foodie podcast. Well, my wife always makes fun of me because she listens to these
1: podcasts. She goes, you guys talk about food a lot. I'm like, yeah, it's one of the best parts of of overlearning and being outdoors and being with your friends and you know, eat good, drink good, uh, have some adventures, have some fun if you're not doing that i don't know man you're not having a good time right in my opinion <laughs> yeah so food
0: yeah so we do that um now it's obviously dark it's pitch dark um it's like what like 8 30 or 9 like it's pretty late No, it's,
1: it's, it was past 9 because i think it was uh, 10 by the yeah by the time we got back on trail it was 10 o'clock it was 10 o'clock i right. had another conversation where i went up to so dusty and neil <laughs> so we talked about this yeah. and you were like ah, i don't know if i should um you told me that Sexton in, in confidence or, uh, sorry, Dusty in confidence came, went up to you and
0: said, don't tell him, but it gets harder for me. Right. He told me, he said, after he had done the first gatekeeper, um, he said, don't tell him, don't tell him this. Um, but the and rest, I love that
1: he said that because it, it means he still wanted me to be there.
0: Yeah. He, or else said- he would
1: have said, tell him, let
0: him make a right. choice. Right, he goes, but the rest are the rest are harder. He goes, but don't worry, you know, we'll just we'll hook him up to the wench and we'll get him up. And I was like, all right, I won't tell him then. So I didn't up until the moment where Ollie kind of had this look in his eyes where he wanted to quit, and I said, I I had wasn't kind of so felt so much
1: quit. It was just you know, let's weigh the options.
0: Well, and it was again going back to the first statement, right, where you didn't want to be a burden on the group, and you didn't want to be the guy holding him back, and so you were more kind of trying to be considerate of their time and oh, the fact that it was 100%. late and running the trail at ten o'clock at night. And well, it was
1: dark, and then that rain started. The rain started, to the rain me started I'm like, coming down. Not only am I brand new to this, not only am I going to go crawling with these like experts and pros, but now I'm going to do it in the rain. Of all, but it wasn't like,
0: dumping rain; it was like a light it was drizzling. Rain. Yeah, it was, and so I told, I told enough them, to get the rock wet. Yeah, and so I said, "No, dude, you're looking at this wrong." I go first of all. Um, these guys are pros, and they're not going to put you in a bad situation. Everyone's here to have a good time. Everyone is super supportive. Yep. Everyone wants to see you succeed. That bird almost hit me in the face. Did you see that? No. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. He came straight at this bush, came within like a foot and a half Did of my These face. little
1: sparrows are like lightning fast. They're like little mix. That
0: freaked me out. I thought I was about to die. I was about to get a concussion from a bird.
1: <laughs> you know, one thing I will say is my, my kind of thought on this whole thing was similar to what the Warren – Uh, Andy from Warren said When he was talking about Like Hey if you get in a bad spot And you've got like 30 people behind you And they're all pissed off Or they're honking their horns And they want you to go He's like Don't He's all do what the Camel trophy guys did Right He's all The camel trophy guys Would get to an obstacle And they've got people Behind them and everything But they would get to an obstacle That was either sketchy Or they'd break down Or whatever it was They'd have to winch somebody out They'd say Put the kettle on Yep Put, put, put the tea on. Put the tea on because we're going to be here for a minute. We're going to figure this out. We're going to we're gonna ascertain, assess. Yep. assess, all that. So really, I mean, I'm just, I'm thinking to myself, you know, Dusty probably knew that Neil had invited me. That was made clear. So I was like a guest of Neil's. I was part of the group to like take pictures. I'm thinking maybe he doesn't want to tell me not to go. Right. Maybe he's feeling like, uh, you kind of keep him around. Um, so I wanted him to have every opportunity to say, you know what? you did good. Right. But we're going to go on from here. It's going to be kind of hairy. No, he's like, it's your choice, but we can get you through whatever you, you know, face. And when I saw that in the confidence, you know, and I gave him his full out, I'm like, you know, and then Neil, and you see Neil and dude, let me tell you about Neil. Neil's, Neil's been in the game for a minute and he has the same enthusiasm and just joy for this that I think he had when he first started. And, um, he goes, you know, Ali, uh, I felt the same way as you do when I first started and I just got over it and it's what made me better and I'm like oh what when you were 16 you know because <laughs> you know we're talking about a director in, at UConn Gary right. Axel he right. goes no man like a year ago when yeah, he really that, started that doing it for himself away. and I was like whoa. Okay. Cause you know, he's got a huge background in all this, but you know, with the, with the real crawling and you could tell because he got through everything. Yep. Neil, Neil was able to motor through all the stuff. Right. Um, but you know, and when he told me that and the confidence that he had and the joy he seemed to have for me, just even being there and part of like his adventure. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm in let's, let's, yeah, that was was it. That was done. Let's, let's do it. Whatever comes. Yeah. Um, and boy, did it
0: come. Yeah. So so at that point, you know we just he, you had a conversation with uh, with Neil. Neil sold you on going. Um, I said he was one hundred percent right. Let's do it. Um, I what comes next is intense and awesome. So we're at about um, an hour ten. No way, that yeah, flew by. That flew by. So for we your sake, those? for your sake. Um, and you know your commute, because I know most of you like listening to about an hour, you, you, based on your feedback. Um, we're gonna do this. We're gonna pay some bills real quick, um, and then we're gonna jump into this in part two. Yep. So,
1: so I'd say let's uh, let's first start out with the reasons why we're here. Yeah. Um, you know, we faced a lot of darkness, but we came out through it, just like KC will pull you through it. That's right. That's they are right. the light in the dark. That's they right. are our homeboys. We love KC. Um, not just because of the parts, but just because we tend to have an amazing time. We do. Every time we do anything with them. Um, actually, whenever the guys that they support get together. So, not even with the KC guys, but like when I hang out with Marco or Brad. Right. I mean, we just. Or Adam. Adam. Everywhere. You know, yeah. We just never have a bad time. It's just always fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we actually hung out today with uh, uh, Dr. Death Wobble and which uh, i
0: love that name dude it's yeah. so rad
1: and ken and dude awesome dude KC guy
0: yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm, not, I'm not talking shit on anybody else but like just i've not had a bad time yet no no i haven't had a bad time so props to them and again i can't say thank you enough for the fact that they're for what they've done to support us and getting us out here um and
1: for how good their parts p- performed yeah on, and on how the good they exactly just, you know exactly. the lights there when i need it i've got i've got like you know floodlights all the way around my uh my rack and i've got their uh their G34 uh, ditch lights, which are insanely bright. I've got their gravity fogs. I've got their headlights. I've got their <laughs> light bar. I mean, we're I running am, a lot of
0: KC. <laughs> I'm a moon landing,
1: you know, um, with this rig wherever I go. It's, yeah, there is no darkness.
0: So, um, reason number two that we're here.
1: Reason number two that we're here. Uh, well, you know, actually, first and foremost, 5.11 Tactical is the reason why I'm here. Let me let me just put that out there. Uh, thanks to my company for... Um, humoring me in this passion that I've developed for off-road and overland and for backing me and getting into it themselves and we're we've already been in it but they're seeing the light and we are charging full speed ahead um, especially with Overland Expo West coming up. We'll have a booth out there. We've got these amazing pants that the design team have been like uh, making the quest pants uh, that you've been wearing all, all week uh, designed specifically for these types of adventures and this type of lifestyle. So I love how 5.11 has like taken somebody from within um, and, and listened to them and, and kind of realized that, you know, there's a path and direction and it makes sense because totally. Overlanding Off-Road, it's all about being prepared. It really is. Like even Warren's, Warren's tagline is "Go prepared." Right. Like this is the lifestyle of people who do not want to be in a bad position, and if they find themselves to be in one, you want to be we'll learn either how to drive out of it or how to winch themselves out of it, or however recover themselves. So, I, that's what I think I really love about off roading. Yep. And the Overland community also, in two different ways, is just the preparedness that comes with it. So And
0: the fact that no matter who you're with, they got your back.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what, you know? whatever you need, speaking of backs, you need a backpack, uh, pants. Dude, I don't think you'll ever find a better pair of pants. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, i'm biased i'm biased but (laughs) i also believe that they're just freaking amazing so um 511 tactical is the reason why i'm here they let me come and then the third reason actually reason that we're here the third and 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 one of the the most valuable is Yukon gear and axle—not uh, only for giving us one of the most amazing times I've ever had in an off-road situation, but for also uh, providing my travel right. and 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 gears that that held up to all the abuse and the poor shifting oh, and the man. horrible throttle control that I trust I, me, those threw gears. On them.
0: Those gears were talking a lot this oh, weekend. Man, they, they were, were mostly talking. they were mostly screaming back at Ali, yep. but but they were talking.
1: But I figured it out by the end of it. We, we became friends, and <laughs> and, uh, and you know I got that Torque Oil in there, so it's like keeping everything nice and lubricated. Sorry, that was a bad plug, but um, it is nonetheless a plug for a company that I love and has been with me for decades <laughs> with other projects. Um, but yeah, the the gears held up, and. Yeah, man. All right. And
0: uh, last but not least, uh, the sponsors that have been with us from the beginning, um, Rigged Supply. Huge thanks to them for always uh, supporting us from the start and believing in this podcast and making all of it possible. Um, They, you know, visit their website. uh, We've talked about their swing app. We've talked about their hitch extension. um, Both products that are completely awesome and Full of kickassery. Yep, and um, we've also
1: talked about the fact that they can outfit you with all kinds of other stuff. Exactly,
0: too. not just those two They're products. They're more
1: of an outfitter, honestly. Yeah, they, they really happen are. to have some really good products for specific applications. They just well.
0: happen to have some good ideas that they've built themselves yep, on top ideas. of what they yep. already sell. Absolutely. So. So, you know, huge props to them. Check them out, rigdsupply.com.
1: Dude, and if you don't follow uh, Taco Dust, he is working on a monster right you now. You really
0: need to. That thing is a yep. beast. That, that dude, You know, that dude is just a manimal. That's yeah. all I got to say.
1: Well, he's got that, that crazy Tacoma, and then, of course, yeah. you have Luke's uh, uh, 4Runner that he's yep. building up for rigs as well. Yep. And just two really well-thought-out, awesome rigs, and you're going to see them at Overland Expo West. Yep. So look for them. Look for their booth. I think they're going to have a booth this year. Yep. And, uh, should be some really good stuff
0: so on that note um thanks for listening Charity, sorry real quick your charity oh right so um because we're recording this podcast on the heels of the last one um i still don't know what's going on with Gear Forward. Yeah, sorry because <laughs> it's literally only been a couple but of days. It's, it's
1: still a good charity and i still look about
0: you should definitely be um they're vetted at least yeah they need to be on your radar gear forward supplies um used unwanted gear or even new gear if you're feeling generous uh to underprivileged children and making sure that they can get out there and experience um, the outdoors Do it for I, the children Do it for the children So on that note um, Thanks for listening To part one um, One oh, This is our first part One our, Part two Yeah um, Of us out here At Easter Jeep Safari In Moab um, Always Obviously check us out Dude
1: we're in Moab
0: <laughs> um, yeah! Check us out At RigForDirt.com On Instagram At rig4dirt. Um, you can find Ollie At Kate the Jeep At Kate the Jeep You can find me At truckiemchtruckface McTruckface. And we will see you for part two. Good night, guys. Good night.